morning. Welcome to episode uh, 54, I believe, from Out From The Cube. We've actually been on a break, so if you've been, uh, it's funny, um, I don't know too much about this podcasting. I know how to press record and I know how to press uh, publish, um, but the, the metrics to the podcast are always actually interesting to me. But um, if you don't put content out, uh, the numbers drop quickly. Uh, and I guess it's just the subscribers and people have listened to it or whatever it might be. But the numbers have clearly dropped, which is fine. Uh, but we've just been really busy uh, finishing up the year with some clients and making sure that uh, the work that we're putting in and the time that we're spending and the products that we're building for people uh, uh, that are clients of ours are done correctly. And uh, so that has taken my time and the prep that I put into the podcast and the time that it takes to kind of publish it a little bit and uh, produce it. That takes a little time. I, I don't spend too much time on the podcast producing it and editing things out and my ums and ahs and uh, things of that nature. So I, I typically just kind of produce it out, but there is some time that goes into it. And there's clearly some prep time in uh, the fact of the things that I listen to and the books I read and the people I talk to and the networking and the notes I take, things like that. That does take time. Um, I typically do that by myself. One, one, that is kind of how the podcast started is I was doing this anyway. I was taking these notes personally for myself and then wanted to be able to distribute some things out. So, um, but we have been really busy with some clients. And so that has taken some time away for the past week or so. This, this podcast, I actually have no idea the direction this podcast is going to take. I've got a notebook filled with uh, notes from the past year. Uh, and I was going through it early this morning and wasn't really sure what to hit on. It seemed very redundant in some regards. Uh, we've talked a lot about the, I feel like we do talk about uh, some of these same things over and over again, which is fine. I believe that the things that I listen to, the things that I read, uh, the people that I talk with, it really ends up being very repetitive, but people may say it a different way. It may inspire me a different way. It may motivate me a different way. Uh, it may give me a different way to look at it, a different perspective and all that. And that's really what I'm hunting for. I'm hunting for different ways to look at different situations, different ways to motivate myself, different ways to accomplish my goals that I set for myself. Um, so, but so I, you know, I don't necessarily know the direction that this podcast is going to take. I know it's going to end up being about 30 minutes. I'm going to try to keep myself to it. It is about seven in the morning on Tuesday, and I will get this out today, and I'm excited about getting it out today. Uh, but there are some housekeeping things, and which one to start with? But let's just start with what happened this morning at 4 a.m. So I got up at 4 a.m. So let me also start with this. I wanted to reshape my mornings. I am a firm believer. Now, not everybody agrees with this. Not everybody agrees with this at all. Um, but I believe in these bookends to my day. I believe in starting my day well. Um, I believe in ending my day well. And, I've, and if you've listened to this podcast at, at any point or at any length, you know that I've, I personally feel like I struggle with my mornings. I feel like they're not as productive as they should be. I don't get as much done. I don't center myself for the day in terms of really getting motivated and knowing exactly what I'm going to crush and knock out. And, um, but I do get up early. I, I've always gotten up early. I get up somewhere in the neighborhood of 4.15 to 4.45, somewhere in there. Woke up this morning at 4 o'clock. Uh, 4.08 is when I looked at my clock. And uh, laid in bed for a little bit, watched Sports Center for a little bit. And then I got up, went downstairs. And um, so one thing that I have changed with my mornings, and people, I've asked people to hold me accountable to this. And people have. I run it. People in my community that I run into have asked me about this, and people 
here in St. Louis that know me have reached out to me and some people on Twitter uh, or LinkedIn have also reached out to me to, to, to hold me accountable. I wanted to reshape my mornings. And so three weeks ago, it's, I, I've used this phrase before, but this power of the podcast, power of just meeting people, talking with people, networking, putting myself out there has really impacted me in 2018. Uh, I, if you go back to episode 12, that's probably not the right number, but early, do a search for the episode on Joe Quinn. Joe Quinn is a very good friend of mine. And um, really, really appreciate my friendship with Joe. Um, and Joe uh, reached out to me one day on a text message, said, hey, there's this guy that I would like you to meet. He's uh, getting more into networking. He has some business questions. There's some things he'd like to do in terms of building a brand, and there's some things he'd like to do in terms of the internet and social media, and, and the first person I thought of was you. Would you be willing to have coffee with him? So I went out and had coffee with this gentleman, and uh, the first thing that strikes you about this guy I met, his name is John. The first uh, thing that strikes you about John when you meet him is how, quote unquote, put together he is. He is put together. And he, I'm 45. I think he said he was 41 or 42. And I was like, wow, this guy is put together. Um, and so what ends up, he's actually a big CrossFit guy and is maybe an owner or something or somehow involved in the ownership of a gym. But as I talked with him, and we talked kind of business or internet or, uh, you know, social networking and branding and how to kind of build some things. It, it was great. But the one, it struck me. I was like, man, this podcast thing and, uh, and just putting myself out there and just meeting people. These are the people I would never, ever, ever, ever have met. Ever. Right? Um, and just have this great conversation and get to know somebody. But more so... I walked away from that conversation with, with John and really sat there and we were both really in service to one another as we talked. As this conversation ended 45 minutes to an hour in, we both were kind of talking and wrapping things up and it was really, what do you need? How can I help you? What questions? Who can I introduce you to? What, what questions might you have? Um, and, and on both ends, you know, I, you know, and he's building a brand that's really centered around the CrossFit world and it's a phrase and he's got the URL and he's got all this. And we talked about social media and we talked about how to open up a storefront and what that looks like and how to do it and how to do it quickly. Um, but it was like, Hey, let me help you. How, what can I do to help you and, and serve you and do all that kind of goofy stuff. Um, but, it, but man, it just really uplifts you uh, to have those conversations. One, I thank Joe for the introduction because that, 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 that really was what my 2018 was going to be all about. And two, I just appreciated just kind of that, that opportunity to meet somebody uh, and kind of go down a different road with somebody that I wouldn't have met. So, but what came of that was me being in a rut with my mornings, feeling like all of a sudden it's eight o'clock and I've been up for three and a half hours, but really haven't accomplished anything or gotten any, done anything, moved me towards my goals or got me out of my comfort zone or had me improve. And I told you the story of the, in the last podcast of these two gentlemen standing next to each other, both around 45 to 50 years old, one with a six pack and one, one with this huge gut, right? And the, the meme to this was, you know, same age, different choices, right? And I'm given the same amount of time as the guy that's making $10 million a year and, you know, and the other people in the world that are, you know, crushing their careers or crushing their health or crushing their relationships and doing all. I am afforded the same amount of time. 
but I make different choices. And that struck me. And so I've, I've been working hard to make better choices with my time and trying to be more productive and do things of that nature. So what's that have to do with John and how that intersects me is the next day or two days later or something along those lines, but definitely right after I had met with John, I'm in his CrossFit gym at 4.45 in the morning, right? And I'm sitting there one day and then two days and then the weekend. And now I'm three weeks into this CrossFit thing. And just to be honest, like I'm hooked. I am hooked on it. This morning I'm up at 4.08. Um, I'm out the door at 4.35. I'm in that gym at 4.45. And I'm going to tell you what, it's, I, I couldn't be more hooked on it. Um, I like what it does for me mentally. I like how it shapes my day. I like how I feel like uh, the phrase I use with my boys is you eat the frog first. You know, if that, if that, if you've heard that phrase, like if there's a, if there's a bunch of garbage on your plate and you have to eat and there's a frog on your plate and it has to be eaten, you start with the frog. You do the hard work first. You do the things that you hate the most first. And then the rest of the day is easy. So you, if I, I can recite that to my boys, like you eat the frog and they both yell out first, like, let's get the hard stuff done first. So I was in the gym. So so people have been asking me and holding me accountable, which I, which I appreciate. Where are you at? What are you doing? How's this holding up? I love it. You know, I've been going to this gym two or three days a week. We, uh, for most people that may know about me, I'm a single dad with, with, with two incredible, incredible, incredible young boys. Um, and when they are not with me, um, I, I have been going to the gym. So, so that is uh, how I've been shaping my mornings and how I feel about uh, things that are that for me moving forward and how I'm shaping that morning that bookend of my day so my question to you uh, my question to you is how are your mornings what do your mornings look like you could sit there and say and I understand this I talk to my I talk to friends my community people on LinkedIn all this sort of stuff the people that are reaching out to me I get that most people are not morning people not I shouldn't say most I get that some people not all people a majority of people whatever it might be aren't morning people um I am just not wired to get up at 7:45 and be working at 8:10. Just that's just not me. I love my I love getting up. I love I love the CrossFit thing now, but I love, you know, reading. I love planning my day. I love being in, you know, I I love my cup of coffee. I love figuring out you know, sports center. Like I, I enjoy that. Right. So that's kind of my day. Um, I understand everybody's not framed that way. I do not like being rushed in the morning. Like I don't like the feeling of rushing out the door, rushing to take a shower, forgetting things and getting out. I like making sure everything's organized and giving myself time for that. So the other thing that may be on, on your mind, if you've listened to my podcast at all, I woke up at 4.08 again that I said this morning, uh, got out of bed and went downstairs and was getting out the door for CrossFit. And I have heard from people that have asked me about my mornings, holding me accountable uh, and having a great bookend to the morning. And the other question I've received over the last two weeks has been, did you catch that mouse? So I, if you go back one episode, and it was a while ago, I apologize uh, in advance for not having more podcasts out the past week or two, but I had this episode of me and a mouse. I've caught 
somewhere in the neighborhoods of, of uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of six or seven mice in my house, right? So again, I don't un I don't know what constitutes a constitutes a mouse problem. I don't know if it's one and you put the for sale sign up and you find a new house to live in, or at what point you just say enough is enough, we've got to move. But at this point, I think I caught seven and then I had to go buy more traps. Let me say that, let's say this about these traps. They're glue traps. They're black. You put them down all over the place. I was down to one. I bought eight. I had one left. So I had caught seven. I had one left. I went to Lowe's and bought eight more. So now I have nine. And I set those suckers up everywhere, mostly in the kitchen because those, those mice seem to like the pasta, all right? So I set them up everywhere and um, left them around. And then I had Thanksgiving here at my house and my mom brought her dogs over, and which means that her little Bashans or whatever these little dogs are started stepping on my traps. And let me say this, those traps work. So if you ever have a mouse problem, they work. Put them all over the place. Don't let dogs step in them because then you got to rip those suckers off their feet and then they freak out. Then your mom freaks out because the dog's freaking out. Okay, so just, or, or just pick them up when the dogs come over. Man, the dog stepped in it and just started flopping around. So I picked up all these traps. This morning at 7.30 or whatever when I'm walking downstairs, I believe I have caught the last mouse. And I, those mice are not getting off those traps, man. That was hard to roll off of that dog's foot. So, um, so the last mouse has been caught. Some of you listening to this may be saying you didn't catch the last one. Keep the, and I'm keeping those traps up. I'm keeping the traps up, but I, but I feel I have got the last mouse. So, um, the other thing that I want to bring up, uh, Alan Stein reached out to me this week. Um, do the, do this for me. I know the, the podcast again, it's growing, it's getting bigger. The numbers this month for us have been the best ever. I can't, in, in, in a month of being thankful and grateful and a huge sense of gratitude, I cannot thank you enough for listening to the podcast, for subscribing to the podcast, for sharing the podcast. And when I have actually been out and run into people, I've been at a few conferences um, here in the St. Louis area. Um, I've run into people that have really uh, been very kind to me about the podcast. So very, thank very thankful for that. Um, but Alan Stein reached out. So if you are listening, do, do this for me. Um, just go to Amazon, look up Alan Stein, S-T-I-E-I-N. Um, his book that he talked about is either out or you can order it now and it'll be ready in January. He reached out to me and said, would you please, you know, kind of give a shout out um, about, about the book that's coming out. Um, I, it's called Raise Your Game uh, by Alan Stein. And listen, Alan, um, when we, we were fortunate, you know, I, I really like this idea of um, this is what you want your kids to do, okay? Uh, this is what I would want my kids to do. Do things, and this is a basketball thing, and I'm sure it's a Don Meyer thing. Um, do things that you can't get repaid for. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I would want my kids when they're older. Listen, there, there's a kid. I'm in St. Charles, Missouri, and I know that people – um, excuse me while I sip coffee too as we get going with this. I, I live in St. Charles, Missouri, right literally right across the street, not literally, but a, a block up. Um, I am a block away from St. Charles West High School. It is a great high school, and it, is, it has a phenomenal basketball tradition. Phenomenal. 
They, they are, they, they, they have just been so good for so long. Uh, they had a coach for 30 some years. Now they have a coach that's maybe been there six or seven years that, that is becoming a great friend and I really look up to him and he does a great job. But there is a kid there that is playing that is a senior, okay? This kid's a senior. He's a 4.0 student. He's a yes sir, no sir uh, kind of guy. Uh, he's an incredible teammate. He's an incredible competitor. He's a great, uh, he's great to the opposing players as well when he's competing. He's everything that you would want your kid to be. He just is. But what he does with the, you know, my kids. So here's an 18, 17, 18-year-old 18 kid that spends time with my kids who are eight and 10 when they're in the gym together, says hi to them, bumps knuckles with them, you know, slaps them on the back, tells them he's great, talks with them, come shoot with me. There was a time last year, there's a shooting machine uh, called a gun, which essentially just rolls, you know, balls just continue to come out and come out and come out to you. Right. And you can just get a ton of shots up. And this kid was uh, on that machine getting shots up and invited my kids to shoot with them. Right. You cannot get, my kids cannot repay him. My kids cannot ever repay him for those, for those moments, for that, uh, you know, uh, for that time. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, do things, the, the two groups that Coach Meyer used to say that you, can, that you can do things for that you can never be repaid for are for young kids and for the elderly. Like how you treat those groups says a lot about who you are, your character, and all that sort of stuff. What's that have to do with what I'm talking about? Um, Alan Stein came on our program, gave almost a two-hour interview on his time uh, when he is crushing it, when he is successful, when he is wanted, and he has all these other speaking engagements, and there was literally nothing that I could do to repay him. Nothing. I'm a guy that sits in a basement that runs a podcast, that writes code for a living and works with teams for a living and likes basketball a little bit. There's nothing I could do for him to enhance his business uh, or, or, or anything that in any sort of conversation that I could enlighten onto him. But he came on our show, spent time with us, made me a better person. Hopefully, you, if you listen to that episode, you get something out of it that you, that, that, that you could use, and, and we can't repay him, right? What that does is that says a ton about who Alan Stein is. And, um, and, and you wind up just, you just wind up rooting for those people, that kid that's across the street, I'll follow his career all the way through because I just like the kid. He's done things that I can't repay him for. He's made my kids feel a certain way. He's done things to this community that are phenomenal, that people just sit back and say, I want my kid to be like that guy. Right. And you can't repay him, but you wind up rooting for those people. You want them to be successful. And then if they're ever down and need help or whatever you can do, you're the first person to kind of raise your hand and say, what do you need? How can I help? What can I do for you? Right. Those type of things. Right. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a phenomenal kind of mindset to have. And as you kind of roll into your cube today, I guess I would ask if you're that person, I would ask myself if I'm that person, Right. Is there something going on that where I can provide value and do, and do great things for people and there's no way for me to, to ever get uh, repaid? Or am I looking for repayment? Or am I looking for, the, uh, am I looking for the acknowledgement of that? Is it something that I am hunting for so I can be acknowledged or recognized? Or maybe I'm just doing it because I'm a good guy. 
right? Maybe I'm just doing things for people and I've got a servant heart and I'm just going around doing great things for people because that's who I am. I don't need the recognition or the acknowledgement or any of that sort of stuff. Here, here's what bothers me. Okay. And again, I have no idea where the podcast rolls, uh, uh, you know, kind of minute by minute. This, this bothered me last night. Okay. Is I read something that somebody needed help last night and there was a GoFundMe page for somebody that I haven't talked to in 30 years. And then when I went to school with this person in high school, never even really remember talking with him. But there was a GoFundMe thing. He was in need of something or whatever it was. And so I supported it and gave him some money. And I, but for whatever reason, didn't understand the anonymous, non-anonymous, all that sort of stuff. And then my name ended up being attached to it. And I was like, well, that kind of sucks. I didn't want my name to be tagged to that. I'd rather just be anonymous. And that bothered me. So I don't want to feel like I'm doing things for the recognition or whatever it is, or to be noticed or any of that sort of stuff, right? I, that, that stuff just tries to, that stuff just bothers me a little bit because I want to make sure that I have the heart of just being a good guy, of just doing the right thing at the right time for the right reasons without any recognition or, you know, puffing your chest up and saying, man, look at all the great things I'm doing. Maybe you just got to do great things to do great things and support somebody. You know, I got a message today from uh, my boss, actually. It was, uh, uh, I'm looking this up here as we talk. Um, uh, my boss, uh, and I'm not going to get this right, and I don't, it's, it was just a, a, a message, something about being up. Today's Giving Tuesday, right? Happy Giving Tuesday. I don't know anything about Happy Giving Tuesday. Um, I don't know what it is, but I hope you'll consider, you know, pledging support for a good cause today. And remember, support doesn't just mean money. It can be your time and talents as well. So I don't know anything about Giving Tuesday. I don't know if that's something that happens the Tuesday after Thanksgiving or whatever that is. Um, but, you know, but just being, being grateful for what we have, where we are, who, who, who we're connected with, and also having this service, servant and service mindset with different things. So all that long-winded and roundabout trying to get to certain places uh, really started with the Alan Stein thing. Alan Stein, uh, it just says a lot about people that just go give without be wanting anything back. It really just says a lot about those people. And so I hope that would be somebody that I could, um, you know, try to be, continue to be, work to be, whatever it might be, right? Um, so, Please go check out on Amazon, Alan Stein's book. Alan, if you are listening by any chance, I, I, I'm sure you're not, but appreciated your time, appreciate who you are, appreciate the message that you give. And I will say this, for those that are listening to this podcast that do not know who Alan Stein is, I said this on the introduction to the Alan Stein episode. There are big time conferences out there with big time speakers, big time motivational people, big time, you know, people that will help you crush your goals and your life and your business and your teams, all that. Okay. Alan Stein is not on that stage now, but Alan Stein is going to be on that stage in the next five years. That stage where it's 10,000 people at a 10X conference in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand, where there's 10,000 people and there's these VIP rooms with all these rollers from Gary V and Andy Frisell, Andy Frisella and, you know, um, Lewis Howes and all these people that I kind of admire and look up to, Alan Stein's going to be on that stage. Like, I'm telling you that right now. Like, that guy uh, is phenomenal and, and, uh, and personal and uh, personal improvement, personal development, team development, things of that nature. So he's really good. So one thing that's on my mind right now is trying to set the table for 2019. This, this, this podcast is called Out from the Cube. I want something every week 
that when I post something that you can take and try to implement into your personal life, your business life, um, your teams, your teams, your teams, your teams. If you're sitting around and don't feel that you're not a part of a team and that you need to spend time thinking about your team and the leadership and the communication and the process and your outcomes and your projects and how you can all collectively work together. If you don't think you're a part of a team, then, then you're just, I believe, grossly mistaken. I believe everybody is on a team. And I, I've said this before. That if you, we used to sit down, and I, and I forgot who said this, um, but if you were to sit down and talk to coaches about what is the most important thing for their basketball team. So in terms of just basketball, people would say, you know what, offense. You know, you could sit there and say, you know what, offense is the most important thing. Uh, it's not. It's going to be defense. defense. Defense wins championships, right? We've all heard that. Defense is going to win this championship. Pat Summit used to say, Pat Summit's the old legendary coach that's passed away in the past year or two from the University of Tennessee women's basketball. Hall of Fame, over a thousand wins, phenomenal, phenomenal coach. I think she used to say rebounding wins championships, right? But then you sit there and say, well, you know what? What about your chemistry? What about your team dynamics? That's actually the most important. And people, all, the, all these coaches at all these coaching clinics would sit there and say, yep, I buy that. I think chemistry is the most important thing to us on our teams. And then you sit there and ask this same group of people, okay, if we can all agree that the team, the chemistry, the communication, the commitment, you know, the togetherness, the support, the shared suffering, you know, the sweat, if that's the most important thing, how much time do you spend working on those things? Right? I can tell you without question, when I go work with, when I was coaching basketball, when I was at the college level coaching, and we had two, two and a half hour, three hour practice, and I bet you we were spending two hours on offense, hour on defense, you know, trying to be a coach that would do, have rebounding, be a part of everything. But that time where it's about the team, team dynamics, team communication, team togetherness, all that sort of stuff, you know, was – the stuff that I believe, that was always part of it. My hope would be if I could reflect back or you talk to people that played for me or for us, it was like, hey, the team was the most important thing. It was always about the team, everything, every drill, every talk, every practice, every study hall. It was always about us being together. So what's that have to do with you and your business and your teams? My hope would be is that you think that that is the most important thing. It's not your your DevOps pipeline. It's not that the, the QA and how they get products through. It's not how many phone calls you made. It's not how you close. It's not how you do any of my opinion. Just as my opinion. Is that stuff important? Absolutely. That stuff is terribly, terribly, terribly important. Right? And I'm not diminishing or dismissing the value in those things. All I'm saying is, is if I had a team of five, seven, 10, whatever people, I would, and we are all reliant upon one another to achieve our goals, I would make sure that's the most important thing. How we communicate, how we run our standups, how we gather together at the start of the day to kind of set the table for that day, our goals, our week, right? Listen, uh, I mean, there's actually a lot. To, it's been two weeks and a lot has happened in two weeks. And I've met a few people and talked to a few people and was fortunate this past weekend. I, I really, and this may just seem very elementary to you. 
and I understand it. But there was a basketball clinic this past weekend. So the high school that I said that is across the street from me, St. Charles West, they had a coaching clinic Friday. And the first thing I said, and I was with a, a friend of mine that actually listens to the podcast. Um, and we were sitting there talking. And right when this clinic started, now, the clinic is this. The clinic is run by a gentleman that is an NBA skills coach. So his clientele is, yes, it is youth, it is younger kids, but a majority of his clients and his time is spent with NBA players. So he is working out with the elite, Trey Young, McDermott, Levine. He actually spent the summer with Candace Parker, Kobe Bryant, and some other big-time NBA players. So he actually spent the summer with Kobe Bryant, listening to Kobe Bryant, studying Kobe Bryant, being on the court with Kobe Bryant and figuring out how those, it was, it's phenomenal. Like this guy is on it and he's probably, I'm, I'm 45. I bet you he's 20, 28 to 25. I, I, I could be way off on that. He might be 30. Right. And he ran this clinic for three or four hours. And first thing I said to my buddy sitting next to me, and I, I said it quickly, um, was, man, I don't have my notebook. Right. And that, that eat me that ate me up for a little bit. I was like, shit, I don't have any pencils. I don't have any notes. I don't have any paper. There's no, I'm about to, this is what you got to think about, right? You've got to think about sharpening your saw every day and figuring out ways to get better every day, figuring out ways to either hear a phrase different, hear leadership different, hear a team thing different, hear about how your DevOps, whatever it is, right? Whatever you're passionate about and being able to capture it, right? It just irritated me to no end that when that thing started, when this, this gentleman, Alex Bazell, when he, Bazell started talking to these kids that were from third grade all the way up to um, eighth or ninth grade, that I didn't have any way to capture it. I didn't have any way for me to, learn to get better right and that just irritated me so what i do i pulled my phone out all right and i just videotaped everything so i videotaped like three hours in different segments so i could make sure i got everything okay what's that after what we're talking about i just really appreciated what he said about this at the closing and there was a lot i appreciated about it and i may get into it i may not but one thing that i appreciated he said at the end when he was closing with these guys with these kids guys and girls when he was closing with these uh, young kids, he said, I hope that you, I hope your actions match your goals. I hope the things that you are doing match where you want to be and what you want to be doing. Okay, it's not just basketball. He's talking to my kids. My buddy's sitting next to me. He's talking to his kids because he had two out there. And it's not just about basketball. What do you want to do? You're setting, and this is what he said. And he said, guys, gals, I want to be the best basketball trainer in the world. I'm committed. I'm all in. This is what I do for a living. It's all I think about. It's all I study. When I network and I meet people, it's all I want to learn and observe. That's what he's all about. And I, I admire it, man. It, there's something about, there is something about being around people that are passionate about what they want. And that, are, and that are attacking it and getting after it and doing everything they can to reach those goals and know exactly what they are. But he essentially said, I've got daily goals, I've got weekly goals, I've got monthly goals, I've got yearly goals, but I'm really focused on today. I'm focused on the process. I'm focused on the one, two-step increments that I've got to do today 
to get where I'm going to be Saturday, Friday at five or Sunday at six, when the, however you fr uh, fr frame your week, right? I've just got to do a little bit today. Maybe it's this, maybe it's this, hey, you know what? I'm going to be the best basketball trainer in the world and I'm going to go for the next three, four hours with this group of kids and here are my goals, right? Maybe you talk about that with a few people. So what do you, what's, you know, I want to make sure that you, this is relevant to you. It's not just about basketball, but as I sit there and start to frame 2019, the first thing I thought of was this Bazell guy running this camp, telling these kids about how to chunk his, his week, his day, his week, his month, his year. So are you even thinking about 2019? Are you even looking back at 2018? I'm going to tell you right now, 2018, I sat down a year ago, November, December, made some decisions about my, the next year. So a year ago, we're sitting around on 2017, putting a closing to that. And when I'm putting a closing to 2017 and I'm thinking about 2018, I made this decision. My main decision was 2018 is going to be a heck of a lot different than 2017. A heck of a lot different. And then I had to decide, okay, now that I know that I, I'm not going to be a repeat of any of this, I've got to then decide what those things are going to be and how I'm going to break those up and what I'm trying to accomplish in 2018. Now I'm doing the same thing with 2019. So my, my hope is, is that, you, that you can sit back and really try to figure out what you want to do in 2019. Start making that list in December. What are the absolutes? What are the gotta-haves? Where do I want to be? Somebody said this. There's, we, got a, we got a blank, and I really liked this analogy somebody told me this year. If you just picture a book, and I'm holding my black planning book now. If you look at this book, it's empty. There's 12 chapters. There's 30 pages in every chapter. And I've got a 12-chapter book, and it's empty. It's empty, and, I can, I, and this book is going to end in 12 chapters, and it's going to end on December 31st, 2019, right? So this whole, this whole idea of, of, you know, yearly planning and crunching things towards the end, and I'm just, you know, trying to accomplish these yearly goals. No, I'm looking at I've got 12 chapters, 30 pages per chapter. And each page is new and each page is blank. And all the things that I am now writing down for 2019 that I want to do in 2019 are going to be knocked out in those 12 chapters. And really all I'm worried about when that, when it strikes January 1st, the only thing that I'm going to be really worried about is that first page, that first chapter and have these great big goals for 28 for 2019. So I, I guess the, the question is, you know, as, as, and it resonated with me with thinking about Alex is, yeah, Tim Ferriss. If you've ever listened to Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss runs an incredible podcast, sometimes much too deep for me medically on some of the things he says and what he does to his, his body and his mind and medicine and how he does different things. Um, but he does say you can master any skill and be a high level at that skill in a year. And it may even, he may even say less than a year, right? You, if you just put your time, your thought, your mindset, your goals – and schedule your day accordingly, you can crush any skill, any new thing you want to do. So I'm trying to figure out what that looks like for me in 2019. I don't know yet. I don't know what those things are, right? It might be this whole CrossFit thing, right? It might be, get, I'll tell you what, have you ever sat down and tried to do 300 sit-ups in a sitting, right? And I, so I did this morning and oh my word, 
Like I can't do that, right? You, I can't do 300 sit-ups. So maybe it's, it, maybe it's personal health and, and trying to do those things. But all I'm saying is I think that we should all be kind of thinking about this one. I think you should be thinking about your teams this week. Um, I think you should be setting some goals for your teams. I think you should be – the thing that uh, – um, the thing that I'm thinking about this week is how to better chunk up my year next year in terms of the quarters. There's four quarters. So it's going to be a, a daily, a weekly, a monthly, and a quarterly kind of system that I'm working on, right? We're not going to sit back and have these great year. We might have a yearly plan, things we want to accomplish by next year, but I'd rather chunk it up in a quarter and figure out what the heck I need to knock out in a quarter, January, February, March those first three months. Right now it is end of November. We have one month left in this quarter, right? Instead of people thinking about that they've got one month left in the year and they're trying to knock out their yearly goals so they feel good about themselves or meet sales objectives or whatever it might be, I've got one month left in my quarter. So there's a great book called The 12-Week Year where it talks about how to break your year, your year up into quarters and not be so frustrated come just whatever day it is today that you're not just so frustrated on November 27th and then that that you're stressing and you're putting in 60 hour weeks to try to figure out how come December 31st you've reached your goals right our, I think we should set our goals in a quarterly fashion and say you know what January February March I'm going to crush it and I've got 30 blank pages and I've got three chapters in that first quarter um so listen, I just wanted to make sure to put something out. I'm on a, a fairly uh, time crunch this morning, but it has been a week. So here are kind of the big takeaways for me this morning. And I've got, listen, I've got a notebook here of notes from this year. Again, it's, it's been an incredible year. I'm going to be putting more podcasts out. So we'll have this, uh, you know, I do think with the Thanksgiving thing rolling around and being thankful, one thing that I have without question in my studying and talking with people and all the books I've read and all the podcasts I listen to and the YouTube videos I watch without question, the number one thing the most successful people are doing when they start their day is they all sit down and have five, 10 minutes where they are where they are in kind of this, where they're grateful, where they have this five, 10 minutes of just this great gratitude of the people in their lives. Um, and just, they set their, their, they set their day up by just being thankful for people. And they're grateful for the people, the opportunities, their jobs, their teams, their kids, whatever it might be. Right. I, without question, that is the most successful. That is what the most successful people do. So on that point, what, what, what I am trying to tell my children and the people that I talk with and the people that are successful is those people that are at that top, those people that you admire, those people that you look up to, they leave breadcrumbs on how they got there. They leave a blueprint. They are doing certain things to get that office, get that job, get that client, get that spouse, get those kids, get whatever it might be, right? There are, there are ways that they have gone about doing things, and they have left clues, hints, and blueprints on how they did it. So we ran a clinic this past weekend where we talked about, this is a good phrase, it's a good coaching phrase, that you don't compare, you compete. If you start comparing yourselves to other people, that office, that job, that client, that prospect, whatever it might be, right, and you start comparing yourself, then you will essentially end up 
quitting is that that's what we tell the kids that we work with and the groups that we work with and the teams that we work with instead of having the mindset of you know i'm going to compete i'm going to compete i'm going to compete i'm going to compete right and just being you know uh and just having that mindset you can't compare yourselves to all these people that are crushing things and because what that does by you comparing yourselves to where people are at and then you not putting in the time and you not grinding it and you not coming up with a strategy to catch them what you end up doing is quitting right so um and what that has to do with it is you move forward and you set these goals like don't compare compete Figure out how to compete with those people because essentially everything's kind of a math problem. It's just the time that you put in. So if you could do this for me as, as we kind of wrap things up. One, I appreciate you listening to the podcast. If you could subscribe to the podcast, that would be great. We'll get this out. I'm going to try to get in. We, I'm still with a client. I still have a lot of time that I have to devote to my client. So these aren't going to be, we were actually at a point where we were hitting three a week and it was going really well. And we um, have, we'll have Jason Wells back on. I'll reach out to him today. We'll make sure to have him back on because there were a few things that him and I were going to be talking about that we wanted to get to. Um, but the second thing, um, if you can just subscribe, if you could share it, if you could provide me some feedback, if you could reach out to me on LinkedIn, all those sorts of things um, really help us with the podcast. It's uh, the podcast, uh, other than meeting John and having a life change. Listen, I, I, I had Joe on. Joe has become a friend of mine. Joe introduced me to John. I went out and had coffee with John. I tried to help John with some branding and some business and some internet and some social media strategies. John invited me out to CrossFit and maybe I spend the rest of my year doing CrossFit, getting healthier and all that. All because of just meeting people, talking with people, uh, being of service to people and having a good, you know, having a great mindset of, of, of service and, and, and networking and things like that. So that's the podcast has been great in those regards. So continue to reach out to us if there's anything we can do to help you. Um, the, sorry that it's kind of all over the place with the podcast day. I wanted to get something out, do, but um, I caught the last mouse. Um, I'm doing the CrossFit so you can hold me accountable to that. And I want you to really go and get Alan Stein's book. Um, I should have asked Alan Stein for some, because uh, I would like to give some away to the people that are in our community here. Um, but I'm going to get that book. I'm going to read it. Um, and, and I think it'll be a phenomenal book and, uh, about, you know, he's worked with elite, elite, elite performers that, that think differently, act differently, and, um, and, and, and are at the top of their profession. Um, and now he is a big time public speaker with businesses and all that. And, uh, we'd love to have him out here in Missouri. So, um, so we could spend some more time with him. So, uh, reach out, reach out and get that book. Look for it on Amazon. If there's anything, um, we Polaris can do to help you. Um, people have taken us up on that. We actually um, have some people that have reached out to us that are now, because of the podcast, reached out to us for some consulting. If you have, essentially everybody that listens to this podcast has a software, technical need, question, or uh, idea. And um, feel free to reach out to us because that's what we geek out on the most is uh, pro uh, solving problems technically for teams, for groups, and for companies. So with that being said, I hope you have a great week. Uh, sorry for the delay in getting some of these podcasts out. Um, and uh, reach out to me if there's anything we can do to help you. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Thanks.